And uh, <laughs> we go to the telephones. Uh, thank, thank you for being patient with us. I, I do, I do appreciate it. Uh oh, I don't think she can hear us. Oh no! Hi, this is Kelly Hyman. There we've got fantastic. So, so, so Kelly, talk to us a little bit about uh, your background. Absolutely. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me on this show. I really appreciate it. Yes. Um, I, I was a professional actress for many years when my mom was uh, a tennis pro. She used to teach Charlton Heston tennis lessons, and I was a cute young kid, and so she acted Chuck, half-jokingly, but mostly seriously, can you help my daughter? So Charlton Heston got me my first agent, and I grew up in the entertainment business for 25 years um, before I went to uh, law school. And um, and the rest is history, so to speak. Fantastic. Now, uh, tell us about your latest project. Um, sure, and I, I appreciate that. I've always been really advocate about people voting and, and knew that voting was very important to people. And no matter what their political philosophy is, Republican, Democrat, Independent, it's really important for people to get out there and vote. Um, and that's a core issue that's something that's been really important to me. I've been a poll watcher in Florida to protect people's votes and really, really want people to get out there and vote. Um, and so I have been a lifelong Democrat. Uh, and, uh, you know, I realize that we need a change. Uh, we need a president that's going to lead our country and not divide our country. And so that's what we need in 2020. I believe it's, it's time for a change. And I'm hopeful that the Democratic nominee will beat Trump in 2020. And I wrote a book about some reasons why we should have a uh, new president in 2020. Top 10 reasons to dump Trump in 2020. Yes, yes. And uh, we have got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. I'm glad we were able to uh, get through on the, uh, on the on the bondage today because we have been having some technical issues. I've been having to call people on Skype. We've had all sorts of shenanigans we've had to deal with. But uh, I'm so sorry to hear that. We are going to do basically two segments here. We're going to do a segment here with Kelly where we talk about the book, and then we are going to bring in our um, two co-hosts, IQL Rizzoli and Dan Perkins, in our next segment, and uh, we'll bat it around and talk about the book as well. Um, KellyHeinemanAuthor.com is your official website, and um, so do you. Do you think uh, with your book and 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 being a poll watcher and all these things, do you think that voting, uh, especially November elections, should be like a national holiday? I know there's a bit a big push for that. Absolutely, I, I've always been you know a believer in that um, that people should be allowed to you know take off. The, the day and not have to worry about missing work. I also think it's important to have, you know, early voting and not limit people's ability to, you know, to vote and and have it on the on the weekend. We shouldn't be limiting the time for people to, to vote. Or also in Colorado, they do a mail-in voting, you know, so where people don't have to wait in line. I mean, you know, it's it, as a poll watcher, to, you know, to, to see people 
and waiting in these long lines and, you know, for, for hours. And people have to leave because they have to get to work or, you know, they can't afford to miss their job. I mean, we really need to do something in order to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to, to, to vote. It, it, it's, a, it's a right, and we should do everything in our power to make sure that, you know, people are able, you know, to, to do that. And also, you know, Florida having the, the voting today and everything going on with, you know, with the virus and people, you know, being very, very concerned about, you know, their health. And, and um, it's very stressful time for people, you know, going to the store right now and, and there's, you know, not finding toilet paper. I mean, we, we need a true leader in our country and we don't have one right now. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on TuneIn, iTunes, of course, uh, Radio Loyalty as well. And uh, so this book, why did you decide to write this book? Um, I really wanted, it's a, it's a short you know, book, a quick read. Really, I know that people have very busy lives, but just kind of let people know kind of the top 10 reasons on why it's important that we have, you know, change um, and you know, just some key points of different things that, that happen. Uh, I mean, going back, you know, the first thing I think about right now is, I mean, the, the, the virus, you know, initially when it happened, oh, it's, you know, it, 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 it's, you know, it's a Democrat ploy and everything's under control. Everything wasn't under control, you know, and we're having... You know, people's health and safety is, is important, and there should have been a plan. And so we need someone who's going to lead, who's going to be a great leader in our country. And I'm hopeful that the Democratic nominee um, is going to beat Trump in 2020, because that's what we truly need, a great leader for our great nation. Now, being a, uh, a Democrat... Uh, what do you make of the fact that Joe Biden wants to have, uh, I guess, slow change, and Bernie wants to have quick change? Where do you come down on all that? Right. You know, I, I, I think that they're both great leaders. I think that, you know, that there, there was a whole discussion during the debate, you know, whether we have results or, you know, a revolution. But no matter what we have, results or a revolution, it's time for change. Whether it's slow or fast to get things done, we definitely need a change. We, you know, I go back to the, the, the virus and the way things have been, been handled. It shouldn't have been this way. We, you know, we, we should have people with mixed messages and so confused on what to do. And, and people are very stressed you know, because of it and have anxiety um, about it. And there should have been a plan implemented from the beginning. And there should have been real leadership. I think that this is a key in his administration, that it, it's not able to lead. And we, whether it's a, a slow change or a fast change, we need a true leader that we can trust and, and take the reign of our, our country. And I think it's very admirable that Biden said, you know, that his VP is going to be a woman. It, it's time. You know, we, it's time that a, a woman can definitely lead our great nation. And, and um, there's, there's no doubt that if Biden is selected, whoever he picks as his VP will be fully capable um, to be the vice president of, 
our great nation. We have got a great guest with us today. Uh, Kelly joins us here on the telephone. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, I'm going to hang up with you, Kelly. Then I'm going to call you back on Skype here in about two minutes. Um, It's probably going to show up on your phone as unknown number or something like that, but it's me. And... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We're going to patch IQL Rizzoli and Dan Perkins in. I'm going to call you back here in about two minutes. Thank you, my friend. Hold on, please. Uh, we are going to go to break. And when we come back, we have got more on it's the other Heidi side. Summers, health and wellness expert with your local health update. I get so many emails and calls about CBD, the incredible oil from the hemp plant that's being used to provide relief to millions for joint discomfort, inflammation, and nagging injuries. It's the most talked about alternative health breakthrough in years. The CBD product I always recommend comes from CBD Labs, the gold standard of CBD. CBD Labs oil goes to work fast to relieve your discomfort and deliver the results one thought nearly impossible without a prescription. This powerful oil is not marijuana and contains no THC. With Kelly about her book, but uh, we are going to see if we can connect IQL Rizzoli and Dan Perkins. It's uh, Skype is saying that it's dialing both of them, so we should see what goes on. If you want to, like I said if you want to find us uh our website by the way is jiggyjaguar.com we have got guest with us today news strategist lawyer and author kelly Heinemann with us today she is sharing she is sharing top 10 reasons to dump trump in 2020 and uh she's with us today here on the telephone um i guess while we wait on dan and iq to connect with us um, let's, let's finish, uh, kind of talking up here, here about your book. Um, you've been on ABC's America this week and Fox and friends, and you've been on, uh, Fox news, Laura Ingram show. Um, what do the folks on Fox news think of your book? Um, I honestly don't know. Cause usually when I'm on, they don't discuss the book itself. So I honestly do not know the answer to that. Um, You know, a lot of people don't know this, but um, 5% of the people, from what I heard, that voted for Hillary Clinton, uh, main source of news was was Fox. While it's more conservatively leaning, uh, you know, I am optimistic that, you know, people realize that we need a true leader of our country, and it's definitely, you know, time for change. And if it's not the fact of all his lies or what's going on with the environment or even with what's going on, I know a big thing is people about the economy. Look what's happening, you know, to our economy right now. Um, We are not in a good position. Um, No matter what, you know, you're a Democrat, Republican, or independent, and we need a true, true leader. I mean, look at these restaurants. I worry about these, you know, restaurants that are closing down and, and people's businesses and, and their lives could be ruined over this. You know, and, and, it's, and, and people, you know, and I was talking with someone on, you know, the, the airlines where when they cut the flights that, you know, how are these people that work for the airlines going to, you know, to cover their mortgages and make their payments? I mean, this is a very serious time for people. And so we need someone who's really going to lead our great nation. And, and I'm optimistic with, with, with uh, that people will get out and vote in, in 2020 and know that their voice matters and that they can really make a difference when they vote. 
We have got Kelly Hyman with us today. She is with us today here on our broadcast talking about uh, her latest book. She's a new strategist, lawyer, author, and uh, she's with us today talking about the, uh, she's sharing, sharing some reasons why folks should dump Trump in 2020. Uh, one of the things that, uh, that you talk about is all the lies. Uh, take, us through, take us through that part of, uh, part of your book and everything. I mean, there, you know, there is just so many um, that that um, we just don't have enough time on the show to go all, all over them. But, you know, I'd like to think I go back to, to the virus because, you know, it's such a concern for people. And, you know, at first he was like, oh, there's, there's nothing, everything's great, we got everything under control. And that wasn't the case at, at, at all, you know, that, that there was nothing was under control. Control. There was no plan implemented, and it's just these off-the-cuff, you know, statements. And you know that that for example, he was on you know TV, you know, telling that people in, 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 that are in Europe that they you know couldn't U.S. citizens couldn't get back to the U.S. And I mean, all these these statements, these and people were, were terrified and calling the Department of Justice and reaching out, saying that I'm going to be you know stranded, or you look at you know what what's going on. We need someone. Who's, who's going to lead us, you know, not, not someone who, you know, says horrible things about, you know, other people and, 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 and is, is, is just not right to lead, lead our great country. We need someone who's going to think of our great nation first and put the people of our great nation first. We and we don't have that. We, we have got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our broadcast. And uh, so w w what do you make of the, the way that the, uh, the president has handled all this COVID-19 debacle? I think it's, I think it's very disappointing. Um, you know, you, you go back from, from the beginning when, when, when Democrats were very concerned about it, and it, it was a constant, you know, blame, oh, these the Democrats are just getting everything out of proportion and, you know, everything's fine and everything's under control. And, and instead of blaming, if there would have been from the beginning of it, saying, yes, this is a concern, things could have been better contained and better organized. There was none of that. There was absolute chaos. There was mixed messages. Oh, let's leave the cruise ships, you know, people, American citizens out on the cruise ships because it's going to increase my numbers. I mean, who, who cares about the numbers? Let's care about the people. You know, they're, they're stuck on the cruises. These, you know, poor people that are out there, you know, people that are getting, you know, that on the cruises that are being bussed all these hours that are stranded. We can't do that. We as a country need to, to treat people better, especially U.S. citizens that are in our, you know, that are, that are here. We need to think about the first, not about, oh, this is going to mess up our numbers. I mean, that's, that's the kind of president that we have. We deserve better, and we should get someone that's going to lead us and care about us and that we need to take care of these people on the cruise ship and not, you know, blaming whatever other side. Oh, this is, you know, just what the other side is doing and really saying, no, this, this is, this is a serious concern. We should have taken, you know, the testing that we need to think, Oh, we have sufficient testing. And then Pence comes and says, no, we don't have sufficient testing. I mean, I have a friend that, you know, has a fever, and she can't get tested, and she's, you know, home and very concerned. 
I mean, we shouldn't do this to, to people or people can't get, you know, tested. We need a leader that, that's going to do great by our great nation, and that's why we need a change. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big program, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on iHeartRadio. And uh, just an amazing, amazing book here. Uh, what, what, what's been some feedback you've gotten on this book so far? Um, well, thank you so much for asking. Um, on Goodread, I've got some, some uh uh, you know, uh, comments that have been um, very nice and very supportive of the book. Like I said, it's a, it's a short read. You could, you could, um, you know, read it while sitting down. Um, you can get it on Barnes and Nobles. You can also get it on Amazon as, as well. And just something to think about, about, you know, the different um, reasons why we need change, no matter if you're a Republican, Democrat, or Independent, just vote. And make sure that you're informed when you're you're voting, and really, you know, think about what's going on and and how what Trump is doing is not only affecting you but affecting the future generations. And I dedicate this book to the young generation to really get out there and vote. The environment of what's going on is going to have long-lasting effects for them. And please, please get out and vote. And, and get the word out, and don't just sit at home and let it, you know, pass. And then if something happens that you don't like, get out and protest. No, the time is to to get out and vote. Your vote counts. Your vote matters. Get out there, voice your opinion, and vote. Make a difference, and it will uh, be beneficial for our great nation. We have got a great guest with us today. Kelly Hyman joins us here on our big program, uh, Coast to Coast, Border to Border, on iHeartRadio today, also amfm247.com. Now, your your book is, uh, I, I, I guess it would be considered uh, controversial. I don't really think it's controversial. But, uh, well, thank you. I but, appreciate that. But- but uh, there's, uh, I, I, I'm sure there's a, a bunch of folks that uh, think that this is controversial. What, 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 what do you make of, of that? You know, I, I, I understand that, and we can, um, you know, agree to disagree. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's, there's some people that, you know, are strong, you know, supporters. I, I you know, I met someone um, at an airport, and he had a Trump hat on. And, um, you know, and, and he is going to vote for Trump, you know, again. And so it's just important. I want people to be informed of knowing, you know, what's, what's going on. I mean, if this debacle with the whole virus thing is, is not going to help you realize that he is not prepared, um, then, you know, I, I would, you know, urge you to really think about the future generation and what kind of mark we want to have on the future generation. Okay. I don't know what happened there, but I think we've got IQ and Dan, maybe. I'm going to see if I can... Okay. Can you... Hey, look at that. I've, I've, I've got IQ and Dan. Oh, God Almighty. Holy smokes. And IQ. 
I'll tell you, Skype and Vonage and all these technical things today, they have been giving me all sorts of fun. <laughs> all sorts of fun. But I tried uh, to call you about five minutes ago. And I've, no I've, been, so. I've been trying to get you in here with our guest, so uh, right. it, it just wouldn't let me do it. So let me... Uh, mm. Let me go grab our guest, which actually this is uh, <laughs> this is going to be a little fun today. Um, we are gonna we are because I've ar- I've I've already talked to her for a few moments, and uh, okay. she is a uh, well she has an interesting book. Uh, she has the top ten reasons why we should dump Trump and not reelect him, mm. and so. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'm going to enjoy this one. I think I'm going to enjoy this one. Because she's going to link him up with ten. Hello, you reach Kelly Hyman. Oh, Kelly! Damn it! I'm Ethan, and I will call you back. Okay, I'm going to have to call. Let let me. uh, So, so yes, she. uh, Let me try this again here. She's. She actually lays out some some interesting uh, reasons. So it. It it could be fun, <laughs> so we will see if we can get Kelly in here and uh, okay. see if we can uh, figure this out. Uh, I'm glad that I've managed to get a hold of you guys because I saw your little bubbles were up on Skype, but I'm like they're right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't get them to join the call. So uh, we've been having a good conversation. <laughs> a good conversation. Yes. Well, uh, she she believes that. Uh, oh, hello. Not, there we are. I've got you again. Sorry about that. I'm I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're good. Technology's just against me today. This happens every <laughs> once in a while. Uh, but I do have IQR Rizzoli, and I do have Dan Perkins finally, and so we can finally actually uh, get get it get into the uh, conversation here. Um, Kelly, uh, for Dan and IQ have haven't been with us here. That uh, they've been having their own fun on on another Skype chat, which is kind of strange. But they've been doing their thing. Uh, I want you to explain. To them now, and to the folks that probably have just joined us, um, about your book. And then Dan and IQ are going to ask you some questions. And I will as well. Absolutely. So. Well, perfect. Well, first, I appreciate you having me on the show. Yes. And nice to meet you guys on, on the phone as well. Um, I have been a lifelong Democrat. Uh, I have volunteered uh, for campaigns. I have been a poll watcher in Florida to protect people's right to vote. It's really important to me that people's right to vote, which I believe is a fundamental right to vote. Um, I wrote a book, The Top 10 Reasons to Dump Trump in 2020, because I believe our nation needs a new leader. And those are the top 10 reasons. Why there are many more, um, I believe it's time for change. And I'm hopeful and optimistic that in 2020, uh, we will have a new leader for our nation. Curious, which which of the two Democratic nominees, the two old guys, are you in favor of? Anyone but Trump. I've I've seen signs out there. Any functioning adult. Um, so I think that both would be great. I think you know leave that up to the American people and people to get out there and vote 
and let them select who they believe would be the best as a Democratic nominee. As I, as I stated, I'm very excited that Biden has stated that if he is the Democratic nominee, that his VP will be a woman. It's time, period. Um, we, we Women are capable and ready to lead our great nation, and it is great that he has committed and will have a woman VP if he is selected as the Democratic nominee. So Dana Perino of The Five yesterday raised the question, so he, Bernie, Bernie or Joe is going to have a woman regardless of whether she's the best possible choice. Well, I would true? disagree with that. I would disagree with that. I think that that there were some great choices of women for president. However, you know, that there are some amazing women um, VP um, people as, as well. And I think that it's time. And there's no doubt in my mind that a woman VP would be the best candidate. Yeah, but you had the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party rejected all the women candidates for president. Not the Republicans, the Democratic Party. In its, in its primary process, eliminated all the women and all the minorities and settled on, on, on a discussion between Bernie and Joe. So what does it say about the Democratic Party if they abandoned women and minorities? Well, I, I don't think that they've ever abandoned women and minorities. I think the Republican Party, if you if you as were, has uh, abandoned the minorities and the the woman. Um, we have a president who said that he will grab women by the you know what. Um, that is not representing the interests of a woman, um, and I just I don't I would disagree with that statement but, um, but I think that's a narrative I think that the Democratic Party is the party of the people it's inclusive and uh, we've had a, a woman you know run for office um, in, in 2016 and in, in for Hill you know Hillary and right now you know that um, there was women and uh, running for the office and uh, they would be um, a great um, VP as well, not only, you know, as, as, as a president. But why do you think the Democratic Party, because they're the only ones that voted, why did the Democratic Party reject all the women and the minority candidates? Why did they do that? Was there something flawed about all of those candidates that the Democrats couldn't vote for? And they went for Bernie and for Joe? I don't think that there's something flaw uh, flawed. I think that's I think that's a false narrative. I think that you know that that's when people got out and vote, they they still receive votes. However, they didn't you know receive the majority of you know of of the the votes to you know to to lead it. It doesn't mean that that's not the case. I mean, when Hillary ran against Obama, Obama won. But when Hillary ran against uh, Bernie Sanders, Hillary won. And so it's just you know the the what people decide of who you know they decide to to vote for you know when when was the when was the last time that the republican party had a a you know a um, woman vp 
um, you know, running for that, or even have a woman for president running for the, the Republican Party. The Democratic so you, Party has always been the party of the, the, the people, and I think that that's, you know, going to be apparent when they, when we beat Trump in 2020. Who was the last female to, to have the nomination for vice president in the United States? The last VP, um, I believe it was Sarah Palin. And is she a Republican or a Democrat? She's a Republican. So the Republicans but, actually but when had the, was the last, Republicans last... When was the last time the Republicans had a female run for president? Uh, 2020. They had a bunch of... And the Democratic Party rejected them all. Republican? Republican no, Party? When was the Republican last time they had a female run for president? Probably Christine Todd Whitman from New Jersey. What year was that? Probably in the uh, the nineties. Nineties, and was she the nominee? No, she didn't win. The, the Republicans exactly. didn't. Right, and Hillary. <laughs> but all the, was all the women who for the all the women who ran all the women who ran and minorities who ran under the Democratic banner for the candidacy of the presidency for the United States of the Democratic Party were all rejected as unacceptable by the American Democratic voters. What does that say would, about the quality of the candidates? I would disagree with that. I think that's, I think that's a false narrative. Um, I also mm. believe that Tulsi Garber is still in the race as well. Um, and correct me you know, if, 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 I'm, if I'm wrong. Yeah, it's, you're wrong. Is she a major candidate? Why wasn't she on the stage? I'm, I'm, the Democratic I'm, I'm, Party, did the see, Democratic Tul Party see, here's, want to? He, here's the thing with Tulsi is, and and this th this is this is where um, I'd like to get our guest's opinion on this. Um, she's still running, but yet the Democrats don't want her anywhere. They don't like you know, the, the majority of the Democratic Party doesn't like some of her views on things. And so she doesn't get to get on the stage to, to do any debating. Uh, she doesn't get a lot of positive news coverage, if any news coverage at all. Right. And that's at the, at the direction of the leadership of the Democratic Party. Your, your Democratic Party, as Jim is pointing out, is rejecting her as legitimate candidate. And they rejected the Democratic voters, the rank-and-file voters in the Democratic Party, turned away the women and minorities that's not true that's a false narrative that how is that, it there's no who's that's, on the that's, stage that's not who's on the stage please if you please don't interrupt me i would appreciate it i've done you the courtesy of not interrupting you and so i'd really appreciate it if you didn't interrupt me or attack me um don't appreciate that thank you so much so my point is you're you're on Sunday's debate with Joe and Bernie, there was no female or minority candidate representing a constituency in the Democratic Party on the stage. And there was no female or minority person who won any of the primaries where the Democratic Party was the only party voting. So I don't understand how you can say that it's not true that the Democratic Party 
rejected the women and minority candidates who were running for president this year because they did. How is it a false narrative? Because I don't believe that they re rejected them. It's it, from the standpoint of, of they are still, you know, were in there and still ran for the president of the United States. I mean, as you said, what was the last Republican Party was 1990 that a woman ran. People, you know, voted and that's who, who they, you know, voted for and, and decided that who they want um, to, to lead it. It doesn't mean that the fact that the Democratic Party is is not inclusive and, and there's not um, consideration for people of minority or, or women. I mean, that's just that's just not the case. We have a president who's 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 not women at all. As I said before, he is is you know anti women who who you know had been um, accused of, of of you know sexual. Um, inappropriate behavior. I mean, they have them on videotaping saying, "Let's grab women by the you know what." I mean, that's that's not someone who is who is supportive or, or wants to consider women. And the the fact that that the party decided that they you know did not and they won you know those those two people, um, you know. But but Biden has said that you know a, a woman for you know VP, and it's definitely you know time for that, and it's. You know, admirable that that are that we are going to have that. And Bernie didn't make the same commitment that Joe did. Why do you suppose? You know, he said that he you know is considering that, and that you know he wants someone as you know as a progressive. Ultimately, we're going to have to see what the viewers decide whether they decide to go you know with with Biden or they you know go with with um, Bernie, but either one of them, I believe, will beat Trump in 2020 because we need a true leader, someone who's going to think about our country first and not their own self-interest. But if the, if the Democratic Party makes a choice, so the, all of the primaries that we've had and all of the caucuses and ballots where the Democratic people have gone to the polls and expressed their opinion, would you agree that Democratic Party in 2016 did not find a female or a minority that had the ability to create a coalition among the Democratic Party and lead it for the downfall of Donald Trump? So they were dismissed by the party. No, I, I I think that's not true. In 2016, Hillary Clinton was the nominee, so I I totally disagree with what you stated. Mm. So you don't believe that the Democratic Party leadership stole the nomination from Bernie Sanders and gave it to Hillary as the appointed candidate in 2016? I believe that the American people, you know, voted, and that that's who they you know voted voted for, and that's you know ultimately their you know decision. I mean, you know, Trump won in two thousand and sixteen and we have to remember that he did not win the popular vote. But he is still, you know, the, the president of the United States. The majority of people did not vote for Trump, but he's still our president. Well, but that's 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 a that's a false narrative because if you look at no, the plurality true. If you look at the polarity of what he or what she won in the state of California which didn't change the outcome of the electoral vote in California. If you look at that, that excess and take it out of the popular vote, she didn't win the popular vote.
she did that that's not the that's not the case she did win the popular vote i would agree to disagree with you that is not true he did not win the popular vote in our country in 2016 i'm i'm what i've said was that if you look at the amount of votes that she won in california and you and whether she go on she beat trump in california by 10 million votes or a hundred million votes it didn't change the outcome of the election in california of who got the votes in the electoral college but because of the disproportionate vote in california when added to the overall popular vote total hillary clinton won the popular vote but if you take it they look at the excess in california and subtract it out of the total popular vote she didn't win That's your she opinion. Didn't. No, it's not my opinion. It's the, it's the numbers. It's the facts. But, but I, you, I, well, I, I, I disagree with you. So we can agree to disagree. Yes, we can agree to disagree. We've got Dan Perkins, IQL Rizzoli, Kelly Heinemann with us today. Um, uh, Kelly, de- detail some, some more things about your book here. Talk to us a little bit more about your book. Um, sure talk about um, how Trump is not, you know, fit to lead, how he is not a um, leader. Talk, it also discusses about, you know, the Russian investigation. Talks about how he constantly says that, you know, the, the fake news, if there's something that he doesn't like or disagrees with, his take on the environment and his take on weakening endangered species, um, human rights, and all the constant lies. Those are the 10 things that are in your book. Yes, the top 10 reasons. Mm, okay. So do you believe that um, that Robert Mueller found no, no basis in which to indict or the president or recommend impeachment? I don't think that, legally speaking, that he is in a position uh, because of how things work. His role wasn't to do the impeachment. That's that's not how it it, it works. Ultimately, it's up to Congress to make that determination because they have the power to impeach. But there was uh, that, that. My question was: Do you believe that Mueller? did not find anything to recommend to the Congress as impeachable events as it relates to the Russian collusion. Um, I, I, I think that's a false narrative. I, as I said before, I don't think he has the power to, to make that. I think that he did not exonerate him on obstruction of justice. He wasn't exonerated, but I don't think, I think that Mueller ultimately gave it up to Congress to make the determination because as a sitting president, that, he, that the standing rule is for not to indict a sitting president. Ultimately, it would be the determination of Congress to determine whether or not he should be impeached. And so were any of the, of the two bases of the bill of impeachment of Donald Trump by the House of Representatives were any of them part of the Mueller report? I don't understand what you're asking me. 
Well, you're talking about the Russian situation, and I'm asking the question, is in the two bills of impeachment that were passed by the House, were either of those bills of impeachment substantiated in the Mueller report in the Russian investigation? What do you mean by substantiated? Were they either was either of the bills of impeachment based on any foundation that was done by Mueller and his team in the Russian collusion report? I don't believe so, but I'd have to go back and look at it. I'm speaking well, you, off you, the top. You would be correct. There were none. So if the Congress who has the right to impeach could not find anything in the Mueller report that led to an impeachable offense, then choosing to use the Russian situation as one of the reasons why he shouldn't be returned is not accurate. That makes no sense to me what you're saying. If the Congress couldn't find anything in the Mueller report to use as a basis for they, impeachment... said they couldn't find anything. Maybe they made a determination not to include it. They're assuming facts that are not into evidence. How much time and money did this government spend and the Congress spend investigating Donald Trump through the Mueller and the other congressional hearings and nobody came up with an impeachable offense? So it wasn't just the House. There were multiple investigations. A, a, a special counsel was appointed and nobody came up with anything that they classified as an impeachable offense. And so when the House decided to impeach the president, they used the uh, Ukraine issue and they used the ability of the president to deny information to the Congress, neither of which had anything to do with Russian collusion. So there was nothing. And, and, and do you think with the amount of money that they spent and the work that they spent trying to find a basis that if they had any kind of a basis, they would have used it? I can't imagine that you would believe that the Congress would walk away from it if they had any hope or a prayer of trying to convince the full Congress that he that what he did was an impeachable offense. They Maybe they felt it. they had enough information on the other stuff that they didn't need it. Unfortunately, my crystal ball doesn't work, and so I wouldn't know what they thought in that regards. Um, but President Trump was not exonerated for the Russia investigation. That. That's just not the case. It, it wasn't so how much money does he spent on his golf trips of going on or going to states and, and costing states states money? So that's a reason to impeach. That that's a reason to impeach him because he goes and on I'd a golf trip. I appreciate it if you wouldn't interrupt me when I speak. I would appreciate that. I would do me the same courtesy. Thank you so much because I don't interrupt you, and it's very rude to interrupt someone. Well, if you're you're saying now that you think because he took a golf trip and spent they spent taxpayer money, that's an impeachable offense. I didn't say that. Well, well, what was the reference then? Excuse me, I must have misunderstood what you were saying when you were talking about the reference of the golf trip. What was the point of the reference of the golf trip? I'm just saying of how he's he's wasting our taxpayers' money. Of going on on his on his different on uh, different trips and costing states money when when he goes there, saying that you say that how much money that that you know that 
we've spent on investigating him, how much money he's, he's he cost states of, you know, going there for different, for different uh, rallies that he has. So he has I'm a just saying, I'm just pointing that out that you know that that you know that the what what he's what he's doing. So you're saying that so you because think he, so you think he's so you think he's 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 doing good for our country. You think we we're better off with him? Um, unemployment rate is three and a half percent. We have more people working than any time in the history of our country. And real household income at the lower third is up five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I'd say he's done some things for the country. And, and the but rich are not getting richer because of him, because of all the tax cuts. Everybody's getting richer because of the tax cuts, not just the rich. Um, that but 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 if but if you go, we can go back to your your trip scenario. Uh, did President Obama make campaign appearances all over the country? Lying at government expense? I don't have that information. I don't know the answer to that question. So you don't, you don't know whether President Obama, in his eight years in office, ever made any campaign trips on Air Force One at the expense of the U.S. government and the American people? You I don't, don't know. know. I, I, no, I do not know the answer to that, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. No, I'm, what I'm going to suggest, if you're unsure or you don't know, if you're making the exact the accusation against the President of the United States, Donald Trump... I'm not Trump, making an accusation of the President of the United States. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm not trying to compare him against, against someone else. You're so attackive towards me. You know, it, 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 it's a shame. Well, it's a shame that, that, that you're not giving us real answers. You're giving us rhetoric you know and and okay. how 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 you can say that the fact that all of the democratic women and minorities were voted out and not the, the democratic party didn't want them to be their nominee that they didn't do that they in fact did do that and the two glass guys standing joe and bernie are the choice of the democratic party not the republican party the democratic party and they chose to ignore all the women, and they ch chose to ignore all the minorities. What does that say about the inclusiveness of the Democratic Party that they couldn't find a minority or woman candidate to vote for in numbers that would secure the nomination? Are you still there? Yes. Okay. Well, are you, are you going to answer the question or not? I guess not. Okay. I thought you were just attacking me again. I feel like no. I was raising a. I was raising the question that I've been trying to get you to answer this entire time. What does it say about the Democratic Party when they had control of the voting process that the Democratic people who voted decided they did not want any of the females? or any of the minorities to be their representative to try and beat Donald Trump? Does it say that they believed that they could not beat Donald Trump? And so they came down to Joe and Bernie as the two people that possibly could, could uh, beat Donald Trump. And if that's the case, then the Democratic Party, the rank and file, rejected everybody else as inadequate to try and reach their objective and that of beating Donald Trump.
Is that true? Well, I would, I would disagree with you. What are you disagreeing with? What you have just stated. So, so the idea that women and blacks and whites and Hispanics, gays and lesbians and transsexuals did not vote in large enough numbers for any of the women or minorities to win the nomination for the Democratic Party didn't happen? No, I didn't say that. So it did happen. It did happen. Is that correct? What did happen? That all the people that I just mentioned. You know, I feel like this is more of just an attack. Why don't, why don't I ask you some questions? Go right ahead. Great. Are you waiting for somebody to give you the questions? No. Why would you, you say can, something like that? You because know, you, I, I, you know, I appreciate you talking to me, and and I really don't appreciate the way you've spoken to me or the way you are. So um, I am going to sign off right now. Okay. Sure. Thank you for okay supporting. Well, I appreciate you being with us, Kelly. Appreciate it. So uh, uh-huh. we've got Dan Perkins, IQL Rizzoli, with us today here on our big program, Coast to Coast and Border to Border on iHeartRadio, also AMFM247.com. And uh, IQL Rizzoli, Dan Perkins, and uh, I guess we'll, op- we'll, <laughs> we'll go to IQ. Um, yeah. I know. IQ, go ahead, baby. Jump in there. <laughs> Thank you for not asking me. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm so glad you didn't ask for an opinion. <laughs> I was, my blood was boiling. <laughs> I got a figure. I love Dan's cool, cool head. I swear to you. I would have blown her out of the ocean. (laughs) I mean, okay, look, I'm not disrespectful, but she was very disrespectful to Dan. He asked her in simple terms, in logical terms, with facts, and she denied the facts. But she's not the only one. This Trump derangement syndrome is a disease. She objects to Trump because he said he will touch the pussies of women. (laughs) Hey, my wife once told me, when I said said things like, she said, IQ, you listen to some of the women that I am with while taking a shower after swimming. You would make yourself blush. (laughs) And she she is worried about what he did, what he said, in, a, in, in terms of men, did he do it in physical terms? The answer is no. Why for 50 years, before he put himself to be president, nobody ever accused him of anything? Why did she believe it after he became president? No, it's irrational, sorry. 
she has 10 points, I will give her 500 points about Obama. And she talked about going to trips. Obama and his family went on trips, cost the taxpayer over $100 million. They went to Africa to find their roots in Africa. Do me mm -hmm. a favor. This is why I said before you, well, the minute you said what kind of person she is, <laughs> I said, thank God, I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have fun. <laughs> so he's, he, he hung me out to dry it. <laughs> no, Dan, Dan, you were amazing. I swear. You yes, were amazing. You, 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 were you, you, were, you were fantastic, Dan, because what, one of the things that um, I... And and before I before I got you guys on uh, with us, what, what one of the things that I kept trying to get across from her because she made a comment about being a lifelong Democrat and all these things, um, I was trying to figure out, uh, you know, was was she in favor of Biden? Was she in favor of Bernie? And she was like, well, whichever one gets voted on, and I'm like, okay. So I took another tactic and I was asking her about the fact that. The establishment wing of the Democratic Party do not like the progressives. Uh, they have done all they could to screw with Bernie. Um, we even brought she even brought up Tulsi Gabbard, which Tulsi Gabbard pretty much has just been completely ignored because they're like, no, we don't like her at all. No, 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 no. So <laughs> I, I I I don't know. <laughs> But but Dan, no no, there is nothing not to know. I mean, <laughs> she is. I'm sorry, but she was useless. She couldn't back up her own ideas, her own accusations. Dan asked her simple questions, relevant questions based on facts. She ignored Mueller. Oh no, he's guilty. Why? He's guilty because you believe he's guilty. <laughs> well, I believe you're an idiot. End of conversation. <laughs> And when I asked when I asked her about well, so what uh, the to the two bills of impeachment, which of those were related to Mueller, and she her comment I believe was well maybe they decided not to use them. <laughs> well maybe it's because there wasn't anything there. I mean uh, all those investigations Mueller couldn't find anything. Uh, you know it it it's it is. I honestly believe she was getting some of her questions uh, or, or her reaction because Jim. You know, when you've got somebody that doesn't say anything for that long a period of time, yes, they're either really short in the gray matter, or they're looking for somebody to feed them who's got a response to, to whatever issue's been raised. And um, you know, the the idea that uh, that um, I was disrespectful to her, um, you know, it's 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 a basic fundamental question. The Democratic Party rejected all the women and all the minorities and settled on these two men. Republicans yes. had nothing to do with the vote. Yeah. And she said that's and I said that that was not true. And I said, well, I don't understand. Why is it not true? Because I say so. It's not true. I mean, it's it wasn't a rejection. Well, and and, and, the, and the, you you hit it right on ahead. the head when you made the comment about you know okay. Uh, if this was the case, why didn't anyone support or vote? And she had no answer. So, right. And she had relates? no answer to anything. Honestly, she had no answer to any of them. Only perception. She believes 
She hates Trump. Okay. But that's not an, uh, a reason to write a book. Good God, who's going to read that book? <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Probably a lot of Democrats. Yes. Yes, Probably. yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. Probably a lot of Democrats. But if this if this is what we have to face in the fall at the election, man, I'm I'm going to double down on my forty eight to two. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I mean, the, Jim, yes, Jim, let yeah. me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask. You, have you have you ever going to make a quote? And I'm going to ask you if you've ever heard it as a relative to po politics. When there's adversity, the American people will not change horses in midstream. Uh, Ever heard that? Yes, I have on a few occasions. And that primarily was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. When this country was in depression and he was trying to work his way out, and he won the presidency four times, it was because, and then we went into the war, the American people were not going to change horses in midstream. And what the Democrats haven't figured out, Donald Trump comes out of this virus stronger than ever. Hopefully, uh, you're right. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, because as I said many times, 47% of Americans are brain dead already. So you only have 6% to decide the future. Yeah, but I, I, I think it, I, I hear what you're saying, and I understand that. But I'm telling you, I think, Jim, remember uh, the other, other phrase, a chicken in every pot? Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I do remember, remember that, that right? phrase. Yes, that was, that was the result, that, that was the result of the depression. People needed to eat, and the president wanted to make sure there was a chicken in every pot. So what is the what is the White House talking about doing today? Uh, They're talking about two thousand dollars for every person in the country who's adversely affected. You, That's you, a chicken in every pot, Jim. You know what I think is uh, is in a way. Fantastic. Uh, they 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 talked about how they're they're going to send out you know two thousand dollars. But yet, when mm -hmm. Andrew Yang was running on the Democratic side, and he's like, "We should give everybody a thousand dollars," everybody went, a "Well, month. a month, yeah, a month." <laughs> I just, I, I, I just thought that was that was interesting today. <laughs> right, right. So, <laughs> so, so let me, let me. Uh, we got, we're almost out of time here, but we're over time. Just let me. Can I point out one thing, Jim? Yes, go, my friend. I, 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 I love this. I love this. Go to the Johns Hopkins Medical Center and look at the instant updated charts on the Kenora virus. And it shows every country that has people who have gotten sick and how many people have died and how many people have recovered. And, on this, and one of them is the coronavirus map, which shows the world, okay? Yes. China was the hot spot. Now the hot spot for the coronavirus is Europe. Okay? Yes. What does it say about what does it say about socialized medicine? It doesn't work. Oh. They, have, they have no idea what to do. 
no idea what to do. They don't have the resources. They don't have the health care system. They can't deal with it. So that's well, why you've got and, and Italy I, with an older population and no health care. And I also, uh, I, I didn't get a chance uh, to, to ask Kelly, but... Uh, you know she's 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 been a big strong you know Democrat all these years and I'm like okay well where do you come down on Medicare for all because she's either going to have the progressive idea which is we need to have Medicare for all or she's going to mm-hmm. have the corporate Democrat idea which is no we're never doing that so mm-hmm. <laughs> I never I never got a chance to ask her <laughs> all that but. Maybe. Uh, Maybe you'll have her back on. <laughs> well, you know, I'm thinking about trying to trying to have her on with Don at, at some point because I think Don would have as much fun as you have you had with her. <laughs> uh, I think he probably would. I think he probably would. James, I don't think she'll come back again. <laughs> I love that IQ. You know. Why? Why? Dan was asking those questions and was waiting on on her answers. I one of the things, and and it's sort of one of those. Uh, I, I don't know what you'd call it, but but I think me and Dan had the exact same thoughts at the time, which was, I can't wait to hear what IQ has to say about this woman. <laughs> I swear, I'm so glad you didn't call him. <laughs> well, I what, would have. <clears throat> I wouldn't have missed my words. I tell you that for sure. At one point, when 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 she was starting to not answer any of Dan's questions, I thought, "Well, I guess we'll go to IQ." <laughs> <laughs> so why didn't you? <laughs> well, she uh, Dan Dan, as a good journalist, uh, he kept on her, and she at some point tried to answer some of the questions. So, but he made her look stupid, which she was. No, 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 no. I, no, I didn't make her look stupid. She no, no, acted, no. Not on purpose. Acted. Wait a minute. I didn't say you did it on purpose. 